Hello, beloved children of God. I'm Grace Seaman, and you're listening to Catholic in College, a podcast to encourage college students that we're not alone in practicing our faith, even in the midst of a secular college culture. This episode's guest is Katie Lilly. She's from a village of 800. She's the president of Pi Alpha Chi Sorority, and she drives a slug bug. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Grace. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy to have you. Uh, So last semester, you gave a talk at Theology on Tap, which was awesome. It was all about, like, Mary and the promises of the rosary. What is your experience with the rosary? Did your family, like, pray it all together growing up? Was it something you just recently came to appreciate? Tell me about that. Yeah, so when I was younger, our drive to Mass was, like, 13 minutes. Mm -hmm. So we would say the quickest rosary ever (laughs) on the car ride to Sunday Mass. And so that's kind of how I grew up with the rosary, just like praying it every every Sunday. I knew the mysteries of the rosary. I always loved like in grade school when <laughs> we'd have the quiz over all the mysteries. I was like, I know the glorious because I pray them on Sunday. <laughs> so haha, I don't have to study. <laughs> uh, but just the glorious. Don't ask just me about anything like, else. Like luminous, I can't remember those. <laughs> That's it. They were, you know, they're not as cool. I mean, it's only <laughs> once a week, though. Yeah. Like, the rest of them you get they to read. twice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, so that was my relationship with the rosary growing up. I was like, okay, every time we go on a road trip, we're going to start off with the rosary. Mm. I just want to watch the movie in the car. Um, but I've recently grown to love the rosary uh, this past summer during Totus Tuus. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Totus Tuus is, like... The best way I can describe it is Catholic traveling Bible school. Uh, So I did it for the Diocese of Lincoln, and we go to a parish every week. And our big thing is we teach about a set of mysteries of the rosary and something else. So we taught this summer about the glorious mysteries and um, the Ten Commandments. So, uh, and totus tuus actually means I'm totally yours. And, well, the whole phrase is totus tuus ego sum, which means I am totally yours. And the whole point of it is to Jesus through Mary. Mm-hmm. And so, um, honestly, I learned a lot just from my teammate, Thomas Hoverman. Uh, he was like, St. Louis de Montfort, he's the man. He has, you know, true devotion to Mary. And I was like, I don't get it. Why? What? How does that make sense? <laughs> I was like, okay, I know how to pray the rosary, but is it really that big of a deal? And the answer is yes. <laughs> um and I don't think I would have believed it if you just spit off the facts to me. The biggest thing was I actually got to experience how, like, we go to Jesus through Mary. And so I'll probably talk a little bit about that for a moment. If yeah, that's okay. I don't know please. What... I was going to okay. ask you about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, like, this was the first time, like, Mary showed me who Jesus was. And it was super intense. We were in Hebron, Nebraska, so tiny, tiny town. All they had was CCD on Wednesday nights, no Catholic school. Um, and I noticed that, like, if you if kids don't go to Catholic school, they might not know all the facts about the faith, um, but they appreciate hearing about it so much more. So I thought that was really interesting. But I remember we were talking about, I think it was the Assumption of Mary, and so like, oh, let's tell the kids all these cool stories. Let's tell them about Our Lady of Guadalupe. I was in a room of like really rowdy third and fourth graders. And 
it was completely silent the whole time. They had never heard of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And they thought it was, yeah, yeah. And they thought it was the coolest thing in the whole wide world. And I was like, and it was, it was totally this Holy Spirit moment of, yeah, like we can go to Mexico City and see such a great miracle. But here's the thing. That's not Jesus. That's his mother. And she's so cool. Mm. <laughs> but it's not Jesus. It's like, actually, every day we have the opportunity to experience a miracle, not just go see the miracle, but actually witness Jesus becoming, or the bread and wine becoming the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And as much as the kids needed to hear it, I was the one who needed to hear it the most. Like, okay, we have like the one of like such a cool miracle, and science proves that there's no way this could have possibly happened. Like, how much more? special is the Eucharist like we get to watch it become Jesus we get to receive it and we take that for granted all the time and that was something like a reminder I needed of if I can go receive the Eucharist every day why wouldn't I if someone told me hey free trip to Mexico City to go see our lady of Guadalupe I would go (laughs) but um (laughs) I would go hands down but I mean in Lincoln Mass is offered like so often, whether it's on Sunday or just a day of the week, you can always find time to go to Mass, and how often do we just take it for granted because we don't understand how like precious the Eucharist is. And so I was telling my teammates this like insane story of what happened, and it hit me. I was like, oh, that's how Mary shows us who Jesus is. If I didn't have Our Lady of Guadalupe, I would still probably like not really appreciate the gift of the Eucharist. I still don't appreciate it as much as I could. (laughs) I'm not perfect. But I was like, if I have the chance to go to Mass every day and receive the greatest gift in the whole wide world, why wouldn't I? So, like, Our Lady of Guadalupe really put that in perspective for me of just, like, yeah, why would I take the Eucharist for granted? So that was, like, my first experience of that. And then as the summer went on, there's just a lot of little things that happened where I was like, Mary doesn't, she's not kidding around. <laughs> she knows what's up. She will lead us to Jesus. There are so many stories, so many just accounts or miracles that start with Mary and lead to Jesus. So, ooh, yeah. I think that's a fear people have of like, if I become, if I get too close to Mary, then it's somehow betraying God or I'll start like worshiping her and like going to her more than I go to Christ. But I think that story just, already shows if you go to Mary she's gonna lead you straight to Jesus like she is not about her she is all about bringing you to Christ yeah and that's what her whole life was about like I mean if you think of the wedding feast at Cana someone comes to her she's like we'll go to my son he'll fix it you know or one of my favorite images is um the visitation and so Elizabeth is, you know, coming over here saying, Mary, you're so great. You're the mother of God. And I almost think of it as, like, the mirror when you're, like, sunbathing. Yeah. And like, she takes all that praise and she says, um, my, my soul, soul pro- yes, my the soul. greatness of the Lord. Yeah, she's like, not me. It's him. It's him. That's what she does to all of our prayers. That's what she does for all of everything. And it is really easy to fall into that lie. Sometimes I'm like, do I love Mary too much? No, here's the thing. We'll never love her more than Jesus does. And she is always going to take... She She's like the epitome of humility. Why would she take that praise? Oh my goodness. And what a good example she is to like... 
I mean, not just women, but like everybody, um, especially when you see at the wedding feast of Cana, she could have figured out like, let's get wine from somewhere else, I guess. But she's like, no, I, I'm going to go trust in God because honestly, that's true strength. I think this is what like Annie was talking about at, um, the women's talk at Quininia when I went of just like the difference between what a strong woman of the world looks Mm -hmm. like versus a strong woman of God Mm. and how, you know, it seems like if I do everything on my own, it seems like that's strong, but it's actually a lot harder to let go and trust that God's going to do it. Yeah. And Mary just, she just does that. Yeah. (sighs) What an example. (laughs) I have no words. Yeah. Part of why I wanted to make this episode is because, like, I had mentioned in maybe a few past episodes some stuff about Mary. Like, um, in our prayer episode, we were saying, like, no, you don't have to pray the rosary. Like, you can figure out a different devotion. And it's like, that's true, but also (laughs) you should pray the rosary. Yes, okay. I was like, tell us. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. One time I was having a conversation and with a friend and they were like, well, Katie, you don't have to go to Mary to get to Jesus. And I was like, valid. But <laughs> here's the thing. I like this is the analogy that the Holy Spirit was like, here you go, Katie. Use this. Share this with people. Like, if you're going to go on a road trip, like, aren't you going to use your Siri to get there? I mean, you could totally get there just by following the roadmaps and having no map at all, no guidance. You could get there. It might take you longer. It might, you know, be a bit more frustrating. Mary's our Siri. <laughs> like, if we're trying to get to heaven, she knows the path. She knows her son. And she wants to lead us there. She's going to give us the right directions. She's going to give us the graces. Like, this is another thing. Side note. Uh... <laughs> Sometimes people are like, well, Mary's not God. Mary's not God. Mary's not God. That is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read in one of my consecrations to Mary, uh, it was something about Mary Mary is the treasurer of all graces. So the grace is not hers to give, but she's the one dispensing it. Jesus loves her so much that he, get, he entrusts that to her. Um, don't know how, like, true that is with, like, the catechism or anything. That's just St. Louis de Montfort. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's going to lead us there and I don't know about you but I'm all about the easiest way I will you know she promises she's like I will get you to heaven I will get you to heaven there's a story in the secret of the rosary by Saint Louis de Montfort <laughs> literally the book that changed my life about there's this king and this king is not a good guy doesn't really do anything for anyone and he's not a very holy man but one thing he does do is he wears his rosary, like, around, on his side. Mm-hmm. And he ends up dying. And Jesus is getting ready to send this man to hell. He is on the brink of damnation. Mary, as she does, <laughs> I always imagine, you know, she comes down. And what she does is she puts his rosary on one side of a scale and all of the sins he's ever committed on the other side of the scale. And it ends up equaling out because... People prayed the rosary because he wore his. Because he wore his, other people were getting, were becoming closer to Mary and closer to Jesus. And so, Mary, as she does, 
like, she pleads on his behalf, and Jesus gives him another chance. So he, like, comes back to life and proclaims the rosary, shares that with everyone, and when, then when he dies, he goes to heaven. Whoa. I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but know. you know, Mary always intercedes on her behalf. She always gives us, like, she convinced her son to give him a second chance. What a good mom! Who does that? You know? <laughs> that's a... Wow, that's a really interesting story. I'm guessing, like, that's just, like, something he made up just to prove a point. I have no idea. Okay. I, like, yeah. I have no idea if it's, like, a real saint or Could not. Be. <laughs> Could be. That's... Ooh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, Going along with the rosary, what are those promises of the rosary that you shared at the Theology on Tap? That's a great question. I don't know if you wanted to look them up. Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to list them all off, or maybe just go through like the specific ones that stand out to you. Yeah, let me like I have to get there. You know, there's 15. Pull up. There are 15 uh, good ones. Mm -hmm. So, okay, here's one that stands out. It always will. Those truly devoted to my rosary shall not die without the sacraments of the church, and that's something. Like, yeah, I want that. Who doesn't want that? I want to be forgiven before I die. I want you know, to be on good terms with the Lord no matter where I am in my life. Um, another one that I really, that really speaks to my heart is, um, again, I can't find the one where it's worded just the way I like it, but it's, I have obtained from my son that all the members of the Rosary Confraternity, which is like those who pray the Rosary daily, shall have for their brothers and sisters the saints of heaven during their life and at the hour of death. Mm-hmm. And that's something that sticks out to me because, like, at the hour of our death, it's the last chance the devil has to get us on his side. And to have all the saints in heaven and everyone fighting for you, helping you out during that last hour. And that's, you know, exactly what we say during our Hail Mary uh I can't even remember the second Pray for us Pray for sinners us. now and, and at, at the, the hour, hour of, of our, our death. death. That's like, I never realized, what's the big deal about the hour of our death? Okay, it's just an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the hardest hour of our life. And Mary's like, no, we, you, I'll bring back up. We will just destroy <laughs> Satan. Like, he oh will God. not get your soul. Mm. And that's, you know, just like the whole image of the hour of death. And it's like, yeah. I'll have a, I'd love to have a good hour of my death. So those are a few that stick out to me. Mm. All of them though. I mean, uh, they're so good. That's very comforting though, because so with these promises, I think it's easy to think of like the sacramentals we've been given, like the scapular and the rosary as sort of like good luck charms. Mm. But really what it is, is like a sign of your devotion to Mary. Mm -hmm. So it's like just a sign of this relationship that you have with her. It's not necessarily about the object. Yeah. You know? So like with her present at the hour of your death, it means you have been praying a rosary to her daily, hopefully like entrusting your life to her and like going to her daily Mm -hmm. so then she promises like yeah I'm not going to abandon you at the hour of your death just like you would want all of your family members to be around you when you die Mary's like I'm gonna be there too yeah because I am your mother yeah if you have accepted me as your mother you know 
I love how you said it's very comforting. Like we always, you know, when we think of comfort, we think of our mothers most likely. You know, like (laughs) when you said comfort, I was like, of course, like, of course she's going to be that, like the most comforting person. I mean, she was there by St. Joseph when he died. She was there with Jesus when he died. Why wouldn't she be with us when we die? Yeah. I never thought of it like that. Dude, I always put my mom as like my emergency contact. Put Mary as your emergency <laughs> contact, <Yes>. people. <laughs> pray That's, the rosary. Yeah, pray the rosary. Like, wear your scapular. I remember someone said to me, like, you know, that means nothing if you don't actually trust in it or if you don't have a devotion to Mary. I mean, she will take literally anything. There's a devotion. It's called, like, the Three Hail Mary devotion. I don't know all about it, but mm-hmm. she's like, she just wants three Hail Marys. I mean... If, yeah, she would love the rosary, but she'll settle for three Hail Marys. Like, she wants so badly to take you to heaven. And when we, like, you know, humble ourselves and realize, oh, Mary, she's not trying to take the spotlight from Jesus. She's not trying to drive me away from him. Like, that literally makes no sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, she, she's on our team. She's just the best teammate ever. She'll do all the work. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about, like, the development of your relationship with Mary. What were maybe your misconceptions about her, and then what is the point that you're at right now? Yeah, um, I think I started off just like, okay, great, she's Jesus' mom, gotta love her. Um, (laughs) I didn't think too much about it, honestly. I was just like, I'm trying to be a good Catholic, I'm trying to go to Mass, I'm trying to pray. So my biggest concern in life was never, how am I going to develop a relationship with Mary? I was like, I need to pray. Like, I need to develop, like, I need to get my, I need to figure things out before I can start developing other relationships. Like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing with Jesus here? Um, And, yeah, over, like, praying the rosary, teaching about it. That, oh, that was a big thing. Like, if I'm going to teach children like, the beliefs of the Catholic Church, I'm going to teach them about the rosary, I better believe what I'm saying. It was, like, the biggest gut check ever, mainly, like, this is a little side tangent. Like, if I'm going to teach about, you know, the Ten Commandments and talk about, you know, yeah, killing someone means physically killing, like, don't kill them, but also, like, spiritually don't kill them, don't talk bad about them. It's like, yikes, I should check myself, <laughs> like, on all of these things, Ooh. but... So, yeah. like, teaching about the rosary, I was like, okay, I need to check myself. If I'm going to talk about Mary, i got to believe it. And um, so I'm trying to think about the last part of the question where I, where I am now with my relationship with Mary. I think, hmm, I don't, I honestly don't really know where I'm at with my relationship with Mary. I just want to share like, what she's done for me, and, like, let people know they have a mother, Mm -hmm. because for the longest time, like, I, I knew I had a, you know, Mary's our mother, okay, I heard that for 12 years of Catholic school, but what does that mean, and so kind of just, like, getting to know how she leads us closer to Jesus is where I'm at right now, just, like, yeah, praying the rosary is awesome, it's, This is a tangent I get on. Uh, Praying the rosary isn't just a bunch of Our Fathers and Hail Marys. If it was, like, that's still really meaningful, and I could could totally dive into that. Like, even though it is Our Fathers and Hail Marys, like, you really get to meditate on the life of Jesus Christ. Whether you want to meditate on 
the life of Jesus through Mary's eyes, through one of the apostles' eyes, through you're just a little bystander sitting and observing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hopefully that answers the question, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> just like growing closer to her. Yeah. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, just yeah. growing closer to her, trying to figure out. Mm. Obviously, I'm not going to like try and only pray to Mary, you know, just kind of balancing out my hype and love for Mary and also like other like still exploring other types of prayer other things that I enjoy too so absolutely I'm just thinking about the mysteries now Mm -hmm. man I have been praying daily rosary well like mostly I can't say it's been every day but like (laughs) trying to pray a daily rosary since high school and I am still working on like the actual purpose of the rosary Mm -hmm. I think I use it a lot to like intercede for other people like I'm praying my rosary and I think of like a specific intention for each decade which Mm -hmm. is a good thing but then also yeah the point of it is to meditate on the life of Christ and just the fact that Mary was a part of all of it that she never left him and then I can learn from her and just be like I'm gonna follow him wherever yeah so good. But yeah, for my relationship with Mary, I used to view her as like I don't I didn't even think of her as our mother. Mm. Even though like people were telling me yeah. she's your mother. I was like, "No, she is just like she's queen of heaven. Yeah. She's like up there, kind of far away. She yeah. doesn't actually care about me right now." Um and then I think at some point in high school, I did the Marian consecration. Mm-hmm. St. Louis de Montfort version, and we were praying all these litanies, and her titles that stuck out to me were like, Mother Most Amiable, Mother Most Admirable, and I was just like, oh, Mom, you know? Uh, So, yeah, that was a turning point, I think, for starting to view her as mother, and then even now, still trying to invite her into my life, and just like, to be able to imitate her because like of course we're supposed to imitate Christ and all of his like virtue but I think it's also good for us to imitate Mary Mm -hmm. because and actually maybe more realistic for us to imitate Mary because she is fully human but just like completely open to God's grace Mm -hmm. and open to receiving him and praising him so like I pray to her a lot for like How can I receive Christ? Mm. How can I bring Christ to others like she did? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it also helps me, too, like, just with her being a woman. Like, I don't know why. Like, it just makes more sense for me to relate to her. I'm like, she's not God. (laughs) I mean, she's like, she didn't sin, so she's, that's pretty cool. She's, you know, degree cooler than me. But, like, she's not God. So at least we'll, like, take a stepping stone. Like, yeah. Working up to imitating Christ. I'm like, maybe I can imitate Mary first if I could get there. <laughs> maybe I'll, I don't know. Maybe that's not the mi- right mindset, but. <laughs> but if, like, Jesus is the mediator between God and man, um, Mary is, like, the mediator between yes. us and Jesus. Yes. Just, like, the all the little things that God puts in place for us to grow closer to him is just, like, okay, I'm going to come down to you. Okay, 
We're going to yep. get even closer to you by giving you my mother. Yeah. We can, like, relate to you yeah. even more. Yeah. <laughs> Just one of, so mm-hmm. One of St. Louis de Montfort's things is, like, since God came to us through Mary, we must come to God through Mary, too. Something, like, since she was, he was formed in her womb, we must be formed in her womb. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But also not at all. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> mm. Something that Christopher West talks about with like theology of the body is that like Mary's body becomes like the dwelling place of God on earth. Mm-hmm. So like woman's body then is like the gateway to heaven. So Mary for us is like the way to heaven. Mm. Just like you were saying, God came to us through her, and we go to him also through her. Yeah, when, when you were talking about the litany and all the titles of Mary, one of my favorite titles of Mary is Gate of Heaven. When you sit with that for a bit, you're like, okay, if I'm trying to get through get heaven, I gotta go through the gate. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, that's Mary. Gate. Like, yeah, to Jesus through Mary. Then you're just like, ah! And I was reading, so there was, I was in Sutton, Nebraska during Totus Tuus my last week. And I, there's like this little blue book of like Christian devotional prayers. And it goes like the Our Father, the Hail Mm -hmm. Mary. And it goes through all the prayers. And I got to the part about the rosary. And it literally said on this page, your key to heaven. And I was like, hold up. (laughs) If Mary's the gate... And the rosary's the key. I was like, then why can't I spend 15 minutes doing this? Why is it so hard? And then another thing, like, that, yeah, that in and of itself is just like, oh, my gosh. Like, the rosary, key to heaven, Mary, gate. Like, you want your ticket to heaven. Like, not that I'm advertising it as a ticket, but if you want to go to heaven, you might want a key. Might want to go through the right gate. Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Mary. (laughs) Um... And so often we're tempted with the idea of the rosary is boring. I know my Our Father and Hail Mary. I just want to pray my own prayers, you know, mm-hmm. which valid. Like, pray your own prayers. I'm not saying the only thing you should ever pray is the rosary. But, like, the devil wants us to think it's boring. He wants us to hate it. He wants us to not grow in devotion to it. Like, I still struggle praying it daily. Mm-hmm. And it's almost even more frustrating because I'm like, I've been in... Like, I know all of the secrets and the beauties, not all of them. I know, like, some secrets and the beauties of it and why it's so important. And still, I can't find 15 minutes. What in the world? And I think Satan just uses that as a lie for me. It's like, oh, you know all this and you still don't do it? Don't do it the next day. Don't do it the next day, you know? Mm. Like, if you're not going to do it every day, then why are you doing it? And so, yeah, I think Satan... Well, I know Satan tempts us into hating the rosary because he knows how powerful it is against him. Mm. Yeah. And if people aren't currently praying, like, the entire rosary every day, my advice to, like, start out would be, like, just start with one decade a day. Like, I'm I'm not going to say it is the most easy thing to pray just because it is, like, a lot of repetition. But, like, prayer isn't easy, and that's fine. That's actually an exercise in growing, um, like, because we exist in this world right now, and um, 
I don't know. It gets to us sometimes. Yeah. So we need, like, these practices that are, like, forming us for the next world, okay? Mm -hmm. So, no, it's not the easiest thing right now. But you can grow in it in, like, a decade a day. Maybe we'll do two decades a day, building up to, like, a rosary a day. Yeah, yeah. Start with, start with those three Hail Marys. Three Hail Marys, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think something that's really been awesome for me in my prayer life is the consistency of the rosary. Maybe I show up to prayer and I'm like, God, you're just lucky I'm here today because I did not want to come. Like, if I, I'm sure we've all had those moments, maybe yeah. just me. Mm-hmm. Just like, well, I'm here. <laughs> not that happy about it, but... I could go to bed, I could do something for myself, you know, not that that's the right attitude, but, like, there is so much beauty in growing in humility and obedience of saying the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying the Hail Mary literally came from heaven, like, Mm -hmm. another term for the Hail Mary is the angelic salutation, and I was like, what? Like, oh, I gotta, I have to read this part, this is like my favorite paragraph in The Secret of the Rosary by St. Louis de Montfort, um. I'll finish my last thought here, but, like, how awesome is it that we have a, literally a tool from heaven that Christ and his mother gave us, so, yeah, maybe if I don't, like, really have anything to pour out to God in my heart, you know, maybe there is something, but I just don't have the words, I don't, I just don't have the energy, mm-hmm. here's a prayer, like, that you can say, and even if you don't meditate on it, as much as we maybe should have, like, it's still so meaningful. Um, mm-hmm. Now let me find the page. It's just, it gets to me every time. Um, yeah, so, you know, the Our Father, literally the prayer Jesus gave us. We are not better than saying the words that he said. That's just facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Hail Mary. Uh, so, yeah, the Hail Mary comes from, you know, Angel Gabriel, the angelic salutation. So this is what St. Louis de Montfort says about it, and it gets me hyped every time. By the angelic salutation, God became man. A virgin became the mother of God. The souls of the just were delivered from limbo. The empty thrones in heaven filled. In addition, sin was forgiven. Grace was given to us. Sick people were made well. The dead were brought back to life. Exiles were brought home. And the anger of the most blessed trinity was appeased, and men obtained eternal life. Finally, the angelic salutation is a rainbow in the heavens, a sign of the mercy and grace which God has given to the world. (laughs) Yeah, we get to greet Mary the same way that the angel Gabriel did, Yep, which is what led to her saying yes to all of that. Yes. Whoa! Yeah, when when you think (laughs) of if it's that way it's like oh maybe just repeating our fathers and hail marys is a massive deal uh there's this saint also in secret of the rosary by saint louis de montfort mm-hmm. it's literally five dollars buy it read it <laughs> it's so good um her name is i still don't know how to pronounce it it's saint like Melchtild or Melchtide. i don't know never heard of her before but she's like praying and asking the blessed mother how can i honor and love you more And Mary, as she does, she comes down with the words of the Hail Mary and fiery gold. And she says something along the lines of, there is no way you can honor me more 
than by saying the words that made me the mother of God. I'm going to start crying because <laughs> this is like the proposal to her. Yeah. Oh, I'm so... And she loves being reminded of that moment when she became the mother of God. Yeah, it's... It's... Fresh. I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, to close us out here, how can we as college students grow closer to Mary as our mother? <laughs> the easy answer, I use it with finger quotes, praying the rosary. Um, and whether it is starting off with saying three Hail Marys or saying a decade or even if it's one Hail Mary day if we just start at one Hail Mary a day and you pray that with the most reverence and you recall the time that she became the mother of God like she here's the thing sometimes God works in like really radical ways you know I think of like times that seek where people are just crying and crying and Mary's very gentle and very patient and the way she moves is just slowly and calmly and quietly until all of a sudden you get totally wrecked and set in Nebraska. (laughs) Um, So yeah, whether it's just focusing on one mystery a day and really praying that with um, the most like reverence and intentionality and just recalling like that time in Jesus's life where Mary was there. She was there through it all. Um, and just letting her love you. I always, you know, if sometimes I don't want to pray the rosary, uh, there's like the beautiful image of, I mean, it's called the rosary, you know, rose. Maybe you just want to give your mom a flower today. Maybe you want to give her 10 tomorrow. Maybe you want to give her 53. I mean, just imagine giving her a big bouquet of roses every oh day. Oh my goodness. It's so beautiful. And I don't know. So yeah, my biggest thing is just try and start somewhere. Like, as she's such a gentle mother, she will take what she can get and run with it. And just kind of growing to love her and her role in salvation and knowing like with full confidence, even if you don't feel it, even if you don't see it, even if you do feel like, yeah, maybe I'm praying more to Mary than to God, like, she will take you to Jesus. And if you want proof of that, it's, there are stories upon stories upon miracles I mean if you just look up there a a billion miracles I swear where the world is in complete chaos Mary comes everyone's devoted again complete chaos Mary comes it's like cleaning the house every week you know yeah moms like they do it every week it gets a mess again they do it again yes and you know she will take what she can get I think Mm -hmm. I've said that like three times (laughs) she will bring you to Jesus that's what her role is. That's her desire. She just wants everyone to know how awesome her son is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about her. So, yeah, my biggest thing is growing in some sort of devotion to Mary. I think the best one is the Hail Mary and the Rosary. Right. Um, and just, like, praying with where you want to start, praying with how you want to start. Something I've been trying to do is, you know, you can get Scripture involved with praying the Rosary. If you're really big on wanting to read Scripture every day, read about the mystery, like do some, you know, Lexio and pray the rosary with it. Like it doesn't have to just be the rosary, mm-hmm. like all by itself. It right. doesn't have to be just, oh, one of my tools in my toolbox of prayers. My Bible's another thing and something yeah. else. Like you can combine all of them. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just realized that this episode is coming out on Mother's Day, May 8th. She, oh, she does that kind of stuff all the time. I'm not... Uh, 
course, so of course, of everybody, course it's coming out on Mother's everybody, Day. give your mom flowers for Mother's Day. Pray the rosary. Yes. If you're listening to this on Mother's Day or even afterwards, just pray the hey, rosary. May's the month of Our Lady. Yeah, that's something is. I thought of too. I was like, oh man, it'll be the month of Mary. How mm-hmm. awesome about Mother's Day. Of course, of course, yeah. of course it does. Just little things like that. She, oh, she will do that all the time. Just like mm. something. Oh, something that happened. Sorry, this getting off on a little tangent. Go ahead. Um, it's just like little ways she shows me how much like she loves me and takes care of me. Um, so in the Secret of the Rosary by Saint Louis de Montfort, it starts off. So each chapter is a rose, and as you can imagine, there's fifty little chapters, and mm-hmm. the beginning part has three parts. It's like a white rose for children, a red rose for sinners, and another color for something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, she promises, like, really special graces to those who propagate the rosary. And when I read that, I was like, oh, I know that that's my job right now. That's what I'm called to do. Jesus wants his mother to be known. He wants, like, he doesn't want her to just be overlooked. He loves her, his mother. And so I read this chapter I was like I know that's what I'm supposed to do I don't want to talk theology on tap about it I would rather talk to children I don't want to share this with my peers what if they hate that I mean we're all trying to figure out life and trying to figure out how Jesus works in our lives let alone Mary uh. and um I knew I had to do it for I just like I knew you know that feeling when you know you have to do something and I told my one of my totus twist teammates this, and she was like, well, Katie, don't you know, you feel this because the Holy Spirit and Mary are one. So if you know Mary, you're going to know the Holy Spirit more. I was like, well, that explains why I know I have to do this. <laughs> Anyways, long, that's just a little tangent of that story. But so I remember the day I was giving the talk for Theology on Tap, I was given, someone gave me like seven roses. I was like, oh, thanks, Mary. Like, that's, or maybe, no, five roses. She gave me five roses. I was like, Mary, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. Now I know I'll, like, have a good talk. And then one of my totus to his teammates came by, and I didn't want to, but I just gave her one of my roses. I was like, here you go. Just so you know, like, Mary loves you. Here's a rose. And I was like, I really don't want to give that away. That's my gift. So I had four. And then after, my sweet boyfriend, Andrew, I'll shout you out, uh, he brought me a little thing of roses. He was just like, I just wanted to get you roses for giving your talk. He gave me six roses. And I was like, huh, six and four is ten, like a decade of the rosary. And I was like, if I didn't give that one away, I would have had 11, and that just doesn't work. <laughs> so it's just like the tiniest little oh, things, yeah. whether it's like the number of roses that pop up in your life or – you know, someone, I don't know, I can't think of any other examples. But, yeah, yeah just she, like, she just does little things where it's like, whoa, that's mm. deep. <laughs> she sees us, and she loves us, mm-hmm. and she wants to bring us to Jesus. Yep. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> okay, do you want to close us in a prayer? I would love to. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the, the Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Mm. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time together. I thank you for all of those who are listening to this podcast. May you shine all of your graces and love upon them. Dear Jesus, we love you. We know your mother Mary loves you. 
We just want to get to know you more and walk with you in your life. Mama Mary, take us by the hand and lead us to Jesus. Help us to know your son. Help us to adore him just as you did. Mary, I ask that you tug upon our hearts just little by little and shower your grace, well, Jesus' grace, upon us. We ask this in your name as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Katie, for talking about this. Of course. I'll talk about it till I die. (laughs) Just ask me about it. We'll have to sit down and get coffee. Oh, yes. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform and follow Catholic in College on Facebook and Instagram. This is the last episode of season three, and I'll be taking a little break over the summer. I might keep doing stuff on social media, though, so keep an eye out for that. Finally, remember that you're never alone in your faith. Until next episode, let's all keep striving to be open, be present, and be loved.